live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and happy Passover. Welcome to Ask Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. We've got a jam-packed show over the lake because we had a massive show and tell. It's a big old show and tell. Approximately one billion people showed up. Most people on planet Earth ever. was on the show and tell. That's time. right, but let's get right to it. We've got all sorts of new products, videos, tutorials. It's not out yet. Who knows? Coming your way. So kick it, Mr. Lady Ada. On tonight's show, the code is Lorefruit. 10% on the H-Free store all the way up till midnight. <coughs> or until I remember to turn the cutoff. 10% off in the store for anything we have in stock. Um, a additional thing to keep in mind, we have a big sale on plushies. So um, we have a bunch of plushies, and folks wanted to collect them all, and we're like, let's do a sale. So we have a sale. Check that out. And Ruby, you can, you Connie. Can, yeah, we can find all these. Cappy, Moe. We just had one of our live shows, Show and Tell. We'll be talking about that, including additional shows we do. So, Desk of Lady Aiden Great Search. We'll do a little bit of recap from last week. We have Min York City Factory footage, 3D printing, INMPI, new products. We answer your questions. We do that on Discord. Please, 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 please. There's a million places we broadcast. Discord is the easiest place for us to look at all your questions. You can post them throughout the show or just save them towards the end when we get to all of them. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Whoa. What's this? New intro. I'm, I'm just trying out some stuff. I'm digging it. I'm just trying out some stuff. That's cool. I'm just trying out some stuff. Getting right. ready Getting ready for get, for spring, spring fashion. Um, okay. So... As folks are using the code, they get freebies. Yes, we have freebies. While supplies last, $99 or more, we have a free half size from Proto, although we're looking at some other possible freebies yeah. coming soon. Uh, we've still got the KB2040s. They're currently pink, uh, but they will not be pink after a bit. So if you want the pink KB2040s, uh, place an order for $149 or more. It's a great RP2040 development board with lots of stuff built in and uh, um, great for making keyboard projects. It's Pro Micro compatible. Uh, free UPS ground shipping on orders one nine nine or more. And while supplies last, we are still giving away Circuit Playground Expresses for orders two ninety nine or more. That's right. Um, and uh, you know, just a little reminder. Um, even though I just went over this. Oh my goodness! Big sale on plushies. Okay, um, we got a bunch of stuff tonight, so we're going to kick it off right away. Uh, first up. Over the weekend, it was April Fools, and we announced that we merged with Ticketmaster for a new company called Ticketfruit, and that's how we would be selling Raspberry Pis. Um, there's a lot that's of su- right. there's a lot of subtle you humor. Think, you think it sucks now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, I tried to get tickets for the Cure, and I had all the browser set up. I had everything. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. That's how. It. That's how hard it is with supply. We actually and got demand. To, su- to clicking the. Yeah. Seats and then it said there's none left. So the you know you can want you can read it's a we have it in our press section. You can read the fake press release generated by ChatGPT, which did a little bit too good of a good a job for that. Um, and then we also had some fun other ones. Adafruit merges with Amazon. Adazon. If you want to watch um, our new streaming service, Adaflix. Um, this is Starfruit. We've done this one before because we thought it was kind of funny. And then of course um, our merger with Microsoft. Microfruit. So uh, it's hard coming up with April Fool's Day stuff that doesn't uh, anger at least one group of people. This one was, you know, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. And then, of course, we had uh, a live uh, video from the merger of the, the two companies. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. 
Okay, we do some live shows. Um, we just did show and tell, and it was like controller night. Um, Music and controllers. Yeah, there was a lot of cool projects. Always hard to pick one, and this isn't just, it's not as just, I'm not saying this is my favorite. However, yeah. there was one in particular that I thought um, was, was, so we had a lot of controller projects, but one was neat. Uh, that I really liked was the web server over USB. Oh yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, and then T, you, T USB acting as a USB Ethernet adapter. So basically, yeah. when you plug it in, it's like you're connected to the internet. And but it's the internet of Cutie Pie. Yeah, and you type HTTP uh, colon forward slash forward slash tiny dot USB, and then you get a little NeoPixel color picker, and then you can change it on the screen, and it changes on the device. So cool. Very neat, and no. Wi-Fi access yeah. point. Uh, every single week we do show and tell. Look for the link in our Discord. Um, that's where you can join in, or you can just watch. Um, and we do that every single week, 7:30 p.m. Eastern time. Come on by. Um, it was a full house this week, and don't worry if you can't show your stuff. We're doing every single week, probably forever. So uh, you can even bring your project and show different parts of it as you work on it. Um, we do another show. It's called From the Desk of Lady Ada on Sundays usually, and then this Sunday, we did it, uh, there was two parts. Um, well, we streamed it on We Yeah, we had a technical, it was really late at night, but it, it, a show went out. It did go out. The show went on. Um, so what did you do in part one? Okay, so um, I showed I made um, an error in my DVI um, uh, Pi Cowbell, and I showed the mistake I made, which was uh, thinking that US, the HDMI full size and HDMI mini had the same pinout order, which they don't at all. Um, important thing to learn. So uh, maybe you learned from my mistake. I also showed off some ultra wideband feathers uh, and feather wings. I showed off the can Pico Bell, which did work out correctly other than one wire. Um, and then we went into the great search. Yeah, we do this segment, great search. Um, it's getting more fun to do the great search now because we can actually get parts. So yeah. um, you help people find stuff on digikey.com. What did you help them find this week? Okay, so this week I wanted to, uh, you know, I thought we had done a bunch of videos on FPC connector, but it turned out we actually kind of hadn't. But uh, I wanted to show um, finding a slim FPC connector because there's kind of like standard thick sized FPCs and also there's kind of narrower ones. Um, so I wanted to show how I identified which ones were the narrow ones because it's not a spec you can necessarily search for. So you can narrow down as much as possible and then after that do manual searching to determine. Um, which connector would fit on the PCB because I needed to be like 0.1 inch skinnier. Okay. Um, other shows and things going on. So on Tuesdays we do JP's product pick of the week. Tomorrow is JP's workshop. And then Fridays we have a deep dive with Tim. Uh, Python hardware. Some interesting stuff going on this week. I wanted to play a little video that Jepler did. And I'm also gonna show some stuff from our newsletter. So um, let's go Ooh, over Ooh, lots there. of new guides this week. Yeah, sure. well, that's, that's when we get to our guides. Um, oh, wait, sorry, yeah. Yeah, we and there's a lot of CircuitPython. I was so blown away by the guides. There's a lot of CircuitPythons that are going on right now. Um, so we have two new versions of CircuitPython that you can check out. Um, <clears> some <throat> updates, if you've been following along the latest releases, we're getting close to being able to focus on 9, but please continue to test it. There's a sneak peek on MicroPython R120, so there's some Bluetooth stuff that you might want to check out. Um, uh, for the Pico W, yeah. Yeah, for the Pico W. And then um, one project that we showed on Show & Tell that's also in the newsletter, um, we have this controller for our, our kiddo. And what's neat is uh, we had this before we saw this, and then someone's like, hey, check this out. I'm giving these away. I'm showing how people make them. And it's a, um, a circuit 
Python board, and you can turn things into controllers. So this is a Fisher Price controller that f that works. It lights up. It's it's six bucks, and it's like a really good game controller. So you can check that out. And then today, this is kind of our breaking news. Um, I thought this would be neat for Lady Ada to talk about. So if you go to the Raspberry Pi site, this is raspberrypi.org. Um, they're asking folks to test their new code editor for young people. Yeah. But that just means, they say young people, but it's just like anybody, especially, yeah. yeah. Um, so young people age seven and older to learn how to write code. What's neat is this is inside a browser, so. Yeah, it's um, it's fully browser running, so you can actually run Python code within the browser, which I thought was yeah. nice. So it's got a built-in, like, Python runtime, um, which is nice because usually JavaScript is what you would be able to do within yeah. a browser. But, the, you know, there's... People have ported Python to, um, you know, WebAssembly or Java or something. So uh, it's running within the browser, but then you can also download the code. So what's neat about this is, um, you know, you can uh, write code for your Raspberry Pi or just learning Python, and then you can download the files if you go to the um, the browser. So yeah, yes, yeah, so you can like on. you can click download to download the file. Boop. Um, sure yeah, yeah and then um, you can get the, the you know the main.py yeah. file you can multiple files so it's you know this can be really useful for um, and they're making sure it runs on mobile and it runs on tablets yeah. and Chromebooks so this could be a really nice um, well-featured editor that works on um, CircuitPython and MicroPython. Yeah, we don't want it to... It doesn't use web serial yet, but it, it, could, could, yeah. be it could be added. And we don't want to build something like this because it's yeah. giant and complicated and no. there's browsers and everything, so I'm glad they're doing it. Thank yeah. you. Um, and then I want to play this quick video that uh, Jepler did. Um, it's the... It was... It, you showed this off in the show and tell. The, yeah, yes. the synth, which is a part yeah. of uh, a new feature in CircuitPython. Howdy, folks. Jepler here. I'm excited to share some of the recent work I've been doing on CircuitPython with the Metro M7 from Adafruit. Um, off screen, there is an I2S amplifier and speaker positioned to pick up on my camera. And here we've got a Stemic QT board with a Wii Nunchuck style controller attached. And I've been working on audio synthesis, which was originally contributed by GitHub user Teomich in 2021. Uh, now we can play more notes at the same time. The notes can be pressed to release by CircuitPython code, and the waveform of the notes can be directly controlled from Python code. So let me show you, and please keep in mind I'm no musician. Selecting different chords, adding the seventh and the ninth, up to six total notes in the chord here, changing the volume up and down, and the timbre. Delivered to your inbox every single week. I think it's the longest-running Python on hardware newsletter out there. So check it out at adafruitdaily.com. We don't spam you. There's no harvesting of emails from your order accounts at adafruit.com. We made a completely separate site just to make sure you know that we are just as annoyed by spam as you. So Adafruit Daily is where you can get that newsletter, or you can just get the RSS feed, or you can just read it on the web. We don't care. We just want to get the information out there. It's also on GitHub. Um, let's do some uh, open source hardware. By that I mean our guides. We have two thousand eight hundred and forty-five guides, lately. Whoa, uh, that's a lot. They're, they've been really doing great. So I've, I've, a lot. I've, you know, the team has been reviewing their own guides. They don't review the guides individually anymore. 
um, because I'm I'm so busy. But yeah, um, they, I, I do check them out, and they're looking really good. Uh, so we've got a guide from Catney for the new Feather RP2040 with RFM69 module. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of feathers coming out with uh, different hardware attached to the end um, to make it easy to make no solder required uh, projects that are battery powered and can run in CircuitPython or Arduino. So um, that guide is going and there's going to be more pages like we're going to have Arduino tutorials and CircuitPython tutorials on how to use that radio module. So coming soon. Um, this is a major project. So Melissa worked on this for many weeks. Um, this is a um, off-the-shelf gunned bear. So this is like a robotic bear that normally would it plays peekaboo and it just says like, let's play peekaboo. Yeah. And it only like, kind of like says like three things. We have one of these for our kid and we're like, this is a great robotics platform that for, should be yeah. modified and forced to do fan fiction. Right, <laughs> which is what we did. So it's uh, been gutted and, and, you know, Melissa put in a uh, Raspberry Pi with a motor control hat and a microphone. Um, and then tied it into the Azure voice service and chat GPT from OpenAI. So um, it can recognize your voice using like mm -hmm. a voice recognition mm -hmm. service. And then um, that text gets, uh, the voice gets converted to text. The text is used as a prompt. You know, you say like, I am a bear and you know, I'm asking this question. And then OpenAI has the response and then the voice is spoken with Azure. So it's, it's kind of like a cool project showing like if you're gonna make um, if you're going to do something with ChatGPT, don't use it to submit scientific papers. Use it to tell stories and jokes um, and make little voice assistants that don't rely on um, yeah. voice assistant services. And, you know, in the entire spectrum of like, what's AI? It's going to destroy us all, you know, nuke it from orbit. Um, or like, this is the best, best thing ever. Um, our point of view is like, you can make things and know everything that's going on and have it do exactly what you want mm. and make robot friends, yeah. not robot enemies. This is a robot friend. Yeah, and so um, one of the things I like about this is we, we wanted to show that when the bear was like thinking, um, it puts the little thing up and then you control everything it can listen to, microphone on or off, or maybe not even have a microphone. And it's totally open source, right? Totally so open all, source. All open source software and hardware. Yeah, so you know what's pretty... going on. So here's a, here's a fun little video. Hello there. Just give my left foot a squeeze if you would like to get my attention. How may I help you? Tell me a joke. Let me think about that. Why was the math book sad? Because it had too many problems. Modern day Teddy Ruxman. Okay, um, and then we've got some other guides. Um, okay, so we've got uh, just some updates to the Metro M7 guide. Um, we've got some of those coming back into stock, too. Uh, Matt G., who's done a whole bunch of great uh, emulator guides for us, um, he took a little bit of a break, and now he's back. So this uh, week he did an Apple II emulator for MS-DOS. Um, basically, whenever we see cool emulator hardware software emulation projects, um, he just loves that stuff, so see retro. Uh, we've got a guide on Foglighter, which is our um, Bluetooth way of communicating with um, CircuitPython boards oh, wirelessly. Oops, nope, I don't, thing. don't click, just scroll so I can see the text. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a major Make It Glow diffusion tips and trick guide from Aaron. Um, so this guide, you know, is basically like you have NeoPixels and you, you don't want them to be little point sources, you want to have like a warm glow. Um, how can you diffuse it? Well, you know, these are kind of tips and tricks that pretty much everybody has to learn over and over again, but she wanted to make a guide that covers all of the different stuff that she's learned from everybody in the Adafruit community because I think she was asking, 
how to diffuse something. And like everybody in the meeting was like, here's how I would do it, here's how I would do it. We had like a thousand different opinions. Um, and I think the generating text with ChatGPT, Pico W, and sort of Python was last week. Okay, so that's the guys for this week. All right, let's do some factory footage. footage we're gonna do some 3d printing we've got two things we've got the controller that was on the show and tell and then we got a speed up so we're gonna play this back to back and then roll right into I on NPI take it away no Pedro you can build a USB MIDI controller with a custom PCB Adafruit's cutie pie RP2040 and circuit Python this hexagonal shaped MIDI device lets you play chords with mechanical key switches It features seven chalk key switches that are backlit with NeoPixel LEDs. You can press multiple keys to produce multi-tonal chords. Each key is assigned several MIDI notes that sound good when played sequentially. The code was written by John Park and CircuitPython and uses the keypad and MIDI libraries. It features a mode select that allows you to change scales, octaves, the root notes, and lets you choose between playing chords or solo notes. Press the Cutie Pie's boot button to activate mode select. The NeoPixels will turn red to let you know when it's ready. The REPL lets you know what options to select. You can use the key switches to make your selections. A handy key legend denotes the options. The last option lets you choose between chords or single note playback. And because it's CircuitPython, you can customize the MIDI notes, octaves, and the colors of the NeoPixels. John Park designed the PCB in the shape of a hexagon and features footprints for chalky switches and reverse-mounted NeoPixels. The CutiePie RP2040 is soldered to the back of the PCB with header pins. It uses USB-C for power and runs as a native USB device, so it'll work with just about any MIDI hardware or software. To make a multicolored 3D printed case, we use the filament swap technique with yellow and black colored filaments. John's PCB fits inside the case and gets secured with M3 size machine screws. We also printed these hexagon-shaped keycaps that are designed to fit chalk key switches. You can make them in either FDM or SLA 3D printers so you can choose from any number of materials and colors. These clear keycaps were made by PCBWay using their 3D printing service. They're made using UTR8100 transparent resin with the spray varnish option. We think they look amazing combined with the backlit NeoPixels. To get the parts, code, and files to build your own, head on over to learn.adafruit.com. 
I've been playing a lot with this and it inspired me to create the music that's playing in the background of this video. We hope this inspires you to use CircuitPython for your next MIDI project. to get on to INMPI, but before you do that, don't forget, code Florafruit, we have plushies! Get a plushie. Uh, let's go to INMPI. This week's INMPI, brought to you by DigiKey Native Fruit, is Triplight! By you! Yeah, what is this? Um, so this is, well, it's actually probably familiar. Like, I know what this is, because well, I asked. Okay, yeah, but um, Triplate, uh, Eden is the company, and Triplate is their line of power strips, like power adapters. Um, and normally you're like, yeah, anyways, I've got lots of power strips at home, right? Like, you go to the hardware store. You don't, store. you don't have the one. Not you... the good ones. Yeah. Uh, and these were, like, really cool. Um, so these are... So, well, actually, let me what? give a little bit of a background. Okay. So we live in a tiny apartment in New York City, tiny, tiny, tiny. Just had a kid, so now it's even tinier. It's the tiniest. And we're preparing because she's she's speed rounding uh, infanthood, and so she's gonna be like she's already like grabbing everything and like uh, making phone Eating, calls and um, skateboarding. Lampions. So um, like I have to like neaten up all the cables and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, and not have things that can fall on our head. Yeah, and living with a lady Ada means unending power supplies for absolutely everything. That go and I need to find something that's a power strip that not only has plugs, but has USB in there. Then the other thing I need is I needed to, I need to mount it like to a desk, but but not permanently because I'm always changing everything. It can't be on the ground because, yeah. yeah. So it needs to be, I need to be able to have a semi-permanent mount that I can change things. Cause like our Ask an Engineer setup and everything that we do now um, has to be really easy to change very quickly. Yeah. So like right Everything's here. Everything's on wheels. Yeah. So like right here. So here, watch, watch. So so I'm going to move my hand and I'm going to reach down. And what do I have? A kid's toy because there's a crib right here. So this yeah. is this is where everything is. So I need to be able to have a power strip here, but not have it fall. You need like a control station. Yeah, I, yes. And you have to power your control station. Yes. This so so, I'm, so we were talking and you're like, hey, this might be something. I thought it was like, I saw this on the digikey.com slash new and I was like, this is what you, I was like, this is exactly what you're talking about. This is what I need. Okay. So it's a series of power strips. So this is like one of them, but I'll show all of them. It's like mm. power strips, but they're like power strips designed by people who actually know what it's like to need to use power strips. But they strips. mount to stuff. And they mount to stuff and they're weird shapes and stuff. So there's a whole yeah. series. And I'm not going to talk about all of them, but you can see like there's wide, there's, there's fat, sphere, there's spheres, there's, yeah, there, yeah. all sorts of stuff. 
Look so at this. I, I pulled out like three or four that I thought were interesting. So this one's neat. So this one has a clip, and I'll maybe I'll, maybe you'll go. Actually, you know what's funny? If what? if I typed in to like Dolly or one of these like stable diffusion or like mid journey things, this is what I would design. <laughs> I'd be like, I want it to be. Or C-shaped, but has plugs on it and then USB, but I want to switch and I want like a fabric thing, but then I also want something that okay. keeps it affixed to a thing. So you All right, so go to the, go to the to front us. face. Yeah, because I'll, I'll show, because it's too big to be red. So it looks like this. So you need to have a desk that is, um, you know, one inch thicker, thicker. So it's good for like really thick desks. It's like this, like four yeah. inches. It's got um, three outlets on this side and three outlets yeah. on that side. And it's got like a nice long, it's got an eight foot cable. Nice yeah. long cable. And you can have one of, a big chunky one at the back. Yeah, chunky. Yeah. And then um, on the top, so this part is on the top of your desk, right? Because this is like the desk. And on the top of your desk, you have two USB-A ports. And each one is 2.4 amps, or total 4.8 yeah. amps. USB-C. And an on-off switch, switch that's like easy to get to. Switch. So you're not like underneath your table trying to get stuff. So this is yeah. really good for me because I'm going to use this on my workbench because I can plug in like my oscilloscope and, and so another so all of like my workbench tools, right? Like the scope has a long cable, but the hot air station has a really short cable. So like I need to have I can't have mm. this underneath my desk. So it can't be on the floor. So yeah. this is the first one. And this, this is, is a you know, one. I've seen other shapes and other things, but this is like it just you know what this reminds me a little bit like you know like Panavice is like really handy. Yeah. It's like Panavice of like power supplies. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so this is the second one. Uh, so so this one, um, oops, I think I gave them a slightly different order. So go to the next slide. Okay, so this is like a wide one that does sit on the floor, although it can go on a desk. And you see it's got like six outlets, four thin style, and like two chunky ones. But then this is like one of those boats that there's another boat that comes out of the boat, but it's like a smaller yeah. boat. So if you go to the next slide... The <laughs> USB part pulls out, and then that clamps to your desk. So it has yeah. like a little extension cord with four USB ports and like a separate power switch. So this is kind of like one part goes on the ground and one part goes up, but it's kind of like a 50-50. Yeah. Uh, and they have some cool weird shapes. So like there's this cube, and if you've seen the previous um, INPIs, you were like, oh, you probably wanted to like Photoshop this into like a board cube, yeah. but you're wrong because they also have a sphere one. Like a yeah. spheroid. Like it has iOS, others. Well, because it has the iOS resistor. So it's got, yeah. this has like four USB ports and it has three outlet jacks. Um, and then I photoshopped this into the sphere ad. Yeah. You know that movie Sphere? Just pretty cool. It's one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Yeah, it is really good because, you know, this. the thing is, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have anything we think come alive. Yeah. Maybe we're not ready for that yet. Yeah, Samuel Jackson was in that one. Yeah, okay, good stuff. Sharon Stone. Uh, Sharon Stone. Um, this is another um, one. I thought this was kind of smart because, you know, whenever we have a conference, like we do like conference stuff, and people have to plug in their laptop for the meeting, and they're always yeah. kind of like going, putting their head under the desk and they bonk their head on the desk. Yeah. Save your head from bonking. Also, doubles as a candy dish or an ashtray. I am a little yeah. worried that someone's going to put their Diet Coke in the middle. That's the only totally risk fine. factor. But otherwise, it's pretty yeah. good. So this is what we were, like, this is what's on our desk That's here. That's the desk. Can't, don't like this. Don't like this. And see how there's that, like, wall, the power strip is kind of like hanging out? Like, wouldn't it be so much nicer if that was, like, clamped onto yeah. the side of you the desk? You can tell what this wants to be. Yeah. It wants so to be this. this is what we're going to replace it with. So this is the this is the INMPI that I chose. So it has six. You want to hold it up? Yeah. So yeah. This one's really nice. And look at these. Look at this. Okay, so. First off, cloth, 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 cloth thing. Nice yeah. fabric-y, so it's kind of nice. 
Um, this one, so the other one had a clip. This one actually has like thumb screws, so you can go on any thickness desk because your desk is kind of chunk, thin. Chunk, chunk, chunk. Look at these chunks. Very strong. Very and strong. and if you tighten them, a little child can't just like untighten them. Can't pull this yeah. off. And then on this side, there is um, you know the four outlets and then two chunky ones. We need the two chunky ones because the um, overhead has like a big power yeah. plug, and so does like something else. But the other things have um, smaller plugs. And then there's, you know, an on-off switch, so when we're done with the show, we can turn it all off. Yes. And then um, two USB ports, so that will go to um, my demos, because I have here, you know, this little USB outlet to convert to USB, so then I save an outlet, because I don't have to have, like, a USB yeah. adapter thing. So this is going to be, I'm giving this to you, this is my gift to you. Yeah. Happy I, birthday. As I've gotten older, I have... Um, Socks and power outlets. I have, I have different opinions about things. So anything you use kind of every day, do a little bit more research and maybe if, if it makes sense, spend more money on it. Like a toothbrush, you use it every day, get a good one. Um, a belt, belt a yeah. belt, you know, get socks. a good one. Socks. Uh, well, socks I would say sometimes. Um, I'm into good, good socks. Because you, I don't use the same pair of socks every day, that's but I true. use different socks every day. But your pair of your shoes, you should have comfy shoes. Shoes, that's another one. Eyeglasses. Eyeglasses. Every day. Um, so, uh, the backpack you have. The, yeah. There's some essentials that it's like, oh, this is important, I use it every day. And what I didn't realize until I got older is, so it's like, oh, just get a you know power strip. No, don't get just a power strip. There's actually ones that um, will change and grow with you. And, and you know, if you're doing shows and engineering and like living a life, and you know, like we kind of like have to collapse down a setup and then do yeah. things a lot. And then we also need something that we can affix to a desk. And then we also have to like we're gonna completely change our tiny apartment again because we have a, like a little kid crawling around. Yeah. So this. So we is, won't have cables on the ground anymore. This will be yeah. really nice. The cables will, and we can tie them and yeah. put nice. It's not really my birthday. So I'm not saying. Happy it's birthday. not really no, his it's birthday. Not I'm. It's she's just. She's the same. Very happy nice, yeah. birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but that's, that's, if this was his birthday, I would give this. Yeah. Congratulations. And it's this on and this clamp. And it's on um, DigiKey. There's in stock. And you can get well. There's 18, so there might be less uh, soon. But check out their whole their whole selection. Um, oh, the ones that um, were more put uh, together are really neat. And uh, you know, for INMPI, like we don't just we pick stuff that we like. This yeah. is this is this is handy. Well, this is brought to you by DigiKey. We're not like we, yeah. We, we pick just, the things that we personally think are cool. Yeah, no one knows what we're gonna do. No, it's just like we even I don't. Yeah, so we like this. <laughs> and this gets rid of this nonsense. Like this yeah. is going away tonight. Bye. And that is this love it. INMPI. INMPI. You know what? Um, someone in the chat said something. Uh, you don't use it every day, but when you do, when you do, it matters. So get luggage with good wheels. Ah. Yeah. Because if you're anything you, for if you're traveling, anything that reduces your um, yeah. traveling is so stressful. Okay. Okay. Let's um, jump right into new products because we have to do a thing at nine tonight. Yeah. So we're zipping along. Let's do it. Yeah. Alright, first up, uh, I'm going to do this one. Um, coming soon to the Adafruit store. This is kind of a big deal because um, as Twitter has melted down and not been a place to share content, there's um, some places online that are better and some that aren't. And Tumblr was acquired by WordPress and we really like WordPress. They're open source, uh, the folks that run it are super cool, and they have Tumblr and they're trying to do cool things with Tumblr. They're trying to make it an independent, artsy, 
place. And so we um, we have a Tumblr, different.tumblr.com. And we started talking to the folks that were like, hey, why don't we do some stuff together? There's a big keyboard community there. Um, Nick, who's at Tumblr, um, built a mechanical keyboard with some Adafruit stuff. And we're like, we should do a, a custom key, just like we did with Hackaday and GitHub and Microsoft. So this is... Um, coming out soon. These are renderings, but it'll look exactly like this. So we feel yeah. we feel okay showing what this is. Um, so we're gonna have some cool projects and more that we're doing with Tumblr, but this is just the, the start. Okay. Next up. Next up, finally back uh, in stock that we had this as a coming soon um, because we got the PCBs and then we didn't realize the PCBs had some silkscreen deleted. So we reordered the PCBs, uh, now they're back. It's the um, RP2040 DVI Feather. Uh, this would have been um, shout last... out to Toddbot who's been doing some cool stuff. Cool stuff. Too, yeah. So what is this? It's an RP2040 Feather. Um, it's got the RP2040 chip, eight megabytes of flash, uh, Stemic UT, battery charging, all the Feather pins, I squared C and analog and SPI. And on the end, pretty cool, is a full sized HDMI connector that has yeah. DVI output. It doesn't do audio. It doesn't do Ethernet. It just does video. Yeah. But uh, if you want to experiment with generating video from modern devices, um, this does actually work. And when we test it on our tester, we plug it into an HDMI monitor to make sure that the DVI signal is read by it. Um, it uh, we only have support right now for Arduino. We might have support for CircuitPython at some point, Look but right now it's just Arduino. But uh, Phil B, Pit Your Dragon wrote an awesome uh, Pico DVI library. Um, and you can see it just acts like Adafruit GFX. So if you've ever used any of our TFTs or OLEDs and you've used Adafruit GFX as the underlying library, it's the same. There's fonts, there's text, there's colors, uh, there's graphics, there's you know rectangles, squares, lines, characters, all that good stuff, um, all the basis that you need to uh, do graphics and drawing. And as far as the feather is concerned, it's basically connected to a 320 by 240 uh, screen and that 320 by 240 is pixel double to 640 by 480. So you know the pixels are a little chunky, um, but HDMI monitors every monitor supports 640 by 480. Yeah. So it's a universal supported also, monitor. We display. all have these dead monoliths hanging on our walls that have mm. nothing on them, and we don't want to mess with put something on it because it's like internet connected and a bunch of nonsense and it's terrible. You can turn it into art that you make yourself. This is this is like one of the cool things and. Um, Check out the demos that Todd's doing, and, and, and Todd Bot says, I can verify, the DVI RP2040 Feather is pretty bad, rad. We were going to call this uh, Feathercast, but then it would be a little confusing. Yeah. When I'm doing it. Um, so you can also use it with the Pico SDK. They have a lot of examples. Um, the, the code that we have for Arduino basically creates a frame buffer. So you, you draw to it as like a frame buffer, and then it outputs that frame buffer immediately. Um, if you want to have higher resolutions, um, I think Pico SDK can like dynamically generate the signals faster, but you know then you have to kind of be smart about like drawing each scan line um, as it comes yeah. out. I, I kind of recommend going with the Arduino library because it's simple. You don't have to try to like race the H sync and V sync. You just draw it and it, it outputs in the background on the secondary core. Um, but the trade-off is it uses a massive amount of resources. It uses I think both PIOs or maybe it uses at least one PIO. Um, and it uses 150 kilobytes of RAM uh, for 320 by 240 because that's to buffer the entire 16-bit color array. Um, and it uses one full core. Um, so, it, you know, you can't do this and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, you know, you can read sensor data. You can uh, it's do demo video sense. You can, you know, write little games um, yeah. that run on it. As long as you're okay with 
not having access to both PIOs and you're okay with losing access to one core and you don't need, you know, you only need like 30% of the RAM that's available. All right. So I showed besides you, Lady, at our team, our customers, our community, and uh, all the things that make us all go and share and do things together is... Lower fruit. <laughs> fruit. So this is the another RP2040 feather. You guys are going to see a lot of these because I basically did the design for it. And then on the right-hand side, you know, I swap out what yeah. the module or the yeah, circuitry module. is. Um, so the you know, Pico DVI had a DVI connector and circuitry. And this one has a LoRa module. Uh, this is a um, SX1276-based 900 megahertz. So you can use it with 868 or you can use it with 915. It's kind of like right in the middle there. Um, you just pick the antenna and then in software is how you tune the actual frequency output. And uh, the GPIO that are left over from the Feather are connected to all the DIO on the RFM 9X module. Um, you can connect, there's a UFL connector, so you can uh, connect a UFL to SMA uh, adapter and then connect any external antenna, no soldering required. Or if you're willing to solder a little bit, uh, these little low cost spring antennas, um, you know, one solder point and, and these antennas are very Thank compact. You. Um, they work great. So this is good for LoRa. You can run LoRaWAN on it. LoRaWAN is a software stack that uses the LoRa protocol. There's LoRaWAN stacks, I think, for Arduino and Pico SDK. Um, not for CircuitPython at this time, but you know you can just use LoRa as a long-range wireless. So these are more expensive than the RFM 69 series. They're like you know like five ten bucks more because they use this proprietary LoRa chipset. It goes farther. If you don't need that distancy or you don't need uh, LoRaWAN support, RFM69 works really great. And again, it's cheaper, but you want to talk to the Things Network or um, you talk on the Helium Network or whatever, that uses LoRa or, or Sidewalk, I think is also LoRa um, sub gigahertz. You need to have a radio that has that proprietary radio modulation. Um, this will do it. The one thing that's nice is that we've had the 32U4 and Feather M0 versions of this Feather, right? So we've had the 32U4 LoRa and the M0 LoRa, but those chips are a little older, 8-bit micros or um, the SAMD21 doesn't have a lot of RAM. If you want to use CircuitPython with this radio, you now finally have enough space and memory and RAM to do it. This has 8 megabytes of flash and 264K of RAM. So tons of resources available to uh, you know, make your sensor network with uh, your LoRa radio. All right, and that is new products. Okay, little reminder, don't forget lore fruit is the code. We have these plushies, plushies as well. You can combine them. You also Pick get a bunch of free stuff that helps us pay the bills so we can pay the team for all their skills. Um, there was a couple questions lined up, and then we're going to bounce right away because we have to do some nighttime stuff tonight. Um, let's uh, let's do the questions, and then next week we have a massive uh, top secret section and everything. Yeah. So we do this every week. That's why we can uh, keep doing this stuff. So let's answer your questions. The first question I saw uh, as I scrolled backwards, so it's the most recent one, is: Can you use the um, SDK for the um, the uh, Feather DVI. Yep, yeah, Pico, Pico SDK, SDK has support for DVI. Just set up the pins. Uh, we have even a configuration ready to go. We yeah. don't have example code for it, but if you're using Pico SDK, you probably are good enough to. And then I saw yeah. how many, they were asking how many USB ports are on this. So there's two. 
three. Yeah, there's two. two USB A. There's two, and then a C. And a C. Yeah, this one is nice. And um, what I for this one, when I was mentioning it, there's a couple nice touches they do. There's these little rubber feet on the inside, so when it grips onto a desk, when you have the two chonkers, you can put one on each side, mm. because you know how the, the large wall warts cover up stuff. Yeah. And if you if they if you arrange it the wrong way or whatever yeah. way, um, it it bumps these uh, it bumps the other ones off. Not this. It, goes like that all right um let me go to the other chat we answered the question about blue fruit um, do, 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 do. um folks had other other suggestions invest in anything that separates you from the ground bed shoes and tires oh that's a okay. that's okay. a pretty good bit of advice Question for Adafruit, RP2040 DVI. Is the overclocking mostly when the processing is moving images on the screen? Would just displaying text be less intense for the processor? No, you have to. You do have to overclock, and it's the same because it's you have to output the pixels exactly the right time um, to, to catch up with the, the DVI output. So it's overclocked. It's using PIO. So there's, you know, that you overclock more the higher the resolution. Um, but to be honest, you know, you kind of need to have 640 by 480. Um, that's the lowest resolution that most monitors will recognize. Yeah. And then a follow-up from that is you're mentioning maybe CircuitPython on it. Would people be able to do something like Turtle or like Logo or anything Yeah, it would, it would, The idea is it would act as a frame buffer and then you would use Display.io, but it, it hasn't been written. There's no ETA and kind of nobody's volunteered to do it. Okay. So, uh, um, you know, when it might happen, I don't know. And then another question on this, if they have a 40-pin 7-inch TFT display, is there any way to use it with DVI Feather? So you'd have to go um, from use, DVI to... Yeah, you could use our... Um, yeah, you can use our... TFP401 breakout board, which converts DVI to that monitor. It would only be 800 by 480. That's the max resolution you get. Only? Yeah. And it would be pixel double, so it's really 400 by 240. Yeah. You know, see, when Phil B was on the show and tell, and he had that retro thing, what, what, that re screen resolution of that was probably It's probably about, yeah, about yeah. 800 by 480, if that. Maybe yeah. 320 by 240. All right. Let me check and see if there's anything else. Q like I said, tonight yeah. we've got a uh, thing at 9 that we're going to do. I think we're getting close. Let me see if there's any more questions. I'll show the code one more time. Don't forget, it is lure fruit. That is the code. Um, the plushies are available. These are already going fast, so they will not be around too much longer. Yeah, we had a hundred. One person picked up a hundred. Yeah, and uh, the last question of the night: um, How would I try to explain to a newbie on Reddit? It's worth a shot to connect a chip to get cheap hardware store electronics instead of paying 10x more for nice casing and LCD for the same chip they could buy for 10x love that does the same uh, work. You can't, you know, people decide what they want to do. They may have made um, up their mind. Yeah, you made up your mind, so you can't really convince people. Um, but, you know, maybe uh, you know, send them some links to examples and, and tell them that they, you have confidence in them. Um, but let people explore their own way of getting into electronics. I mean, I started by taking apart stuff that worked and hacking it, and some people like to build from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, there's space for everyone. Um, and then they said, you know, they don't want to seem like they're pushing Ada for, you know, so they mentioned other uh, sellers. I'll just do a big, like, piece of advice for this. Because this is, again, as I've gotten older, here's what I've learned. Um, once you have expectations on other people or attachments to what they're going to do, you're going to be disappointed. So the trick is to not do that. And so what I've tried to do 
Um, because I just had a conversation with someone about like open source hardware. Because Adafruit's going to do open source hardware forever. And there's folks who've done open source hardware and they're done with it. And they're like, we want a different type of license. We're tired of this. They're blaming, you know, the, the world on things. And it's and the people that are the most upset are like, well, I, I want you to do something that only I think is okay with open source hardware. And you're just going to be disappointed. So the person you're convincing, one thing you can do is you could just show them something you've done. You could be like, look, um, make up your mind. Here's what I do. Here's a chip that I get. Here's all the capabilities. And here's the type of uh, fun that I have with it. Here's the type of sharing I do. Here's the community. And instead of trying to assume people will be convinced on something, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to show the best thing that I'm proud of. Um, and the best thing that I think Lamore is proud of, or the best thing the community would like to see, because if there is no such thing as money or time or anything, what would I do? I'd want to do this. I'd want to have something that I'm proud of forever. I don't think you can convince some people they've already made their, never made their mind. Um, and then next up, this will be the last one. Seeing Arduino build an Uno R4 with the Renaissance controller, is there uh, anyone else thinking of exploring higher spec Renaissance microcontrollers for hobbyist development? It'll it's, be interesting it's to interesting. see. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, Renaissance doesn't have... They invested in Arduino, so you're yeah. definitely going to see Arduino using the chip. They don't have a big headway into the American market. Like, they're huge in Japan, of, of course. Um, they're a Japanese brand made of very many... They were a conglomerate of uh, multiple Japanese uh, chip companies. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they interact with the American market and what um, what they have to do to do so. It'd be it's it's fascinating. I yeah. mean, their chips are extremely popular for automotive, um, especially yeah. In Japan. Arduino, like you know, depending. So I, this is super insidery baseball because I've been writing about Arduino for decades, and now you know I, I work at Adafruit, so I don't really do the same editorial because we'll always be considered like a competitor or whatever thing. So just like you know, ask an engineer, talk and stuff like that. Um, so Arduino is doing pro and that's in the like industrial space. It's not open source. It's like, this is what we're doing for industrial control. This is what we're doing for like factory, like, you know, industrial IOT. And then um, last year they got 30 something million in funding and it was Renaissance and Bosch, I think were the, and there was like another party. And so you're definitely going to see those, if those companies wanted to figure out if there's a way to get into this this market like dev board market or whatever that's the way they're going to do that will anyone make libraries for stuff arduino day they ask people to rewrite their libraries you can apply um we'll see it's interesting i don't know i don't know i can't tell the future and i can't tell people what to do yeah so um i'm looking forward to seeing people do projects with more low-cost microcontrollers and doing the more the better and doing open source hardware and software um, them's the questions, Lady Ada. Okay. We did it. Amazing. Okay, so that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. Special thanks to Zay, I think, who's behind the scenes um, doing stuff in Slack. We thank you very much for joining us. This has been an Adafruit production. Here is your moment of Zener. See everybody next week. Bye bye. Good night, everybody.